story. Welcome to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Karen. And my name is Karen. <laughs> Today we're doing Tokyo and Birdie, the new Netflix show. No, introduce yourself. That is why everyone knows who I am. Everyone? There's, no, there's no need to. Michelle. I don't even think Michelle. I need to say welcome anymore. People should just, you should just assume a cold open? that you're welcome. It should just be a cold open always. Right? Like if we were like having an interesting an, conversation beforehand. An opening like, skit. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, audience. <laughs> You're there? So today we're doing Tuka and Birdie, the new Netflix show starring Ali Wong and T- Tiffany Haddish. It is not a spinoff of BoJack, but it is the same illustrator, cartoonist. Her name is Lisa Hanawalt, and it stars... I already said that. It is also about... Steven Yoon. Yeah, Steven Yoon. Yeah, those yeah, are the three. Those are the three. Nicole Byer is also in it. That's, that's what I saw in the credits. Whoa. It is about two 30-year-old women who live in a city, and they're <laughs> not going to live together anymore because one of them, Birdie, got a boyfriend. Tuka is kind of like the free spirit. But, I mean... Birdie is moving in with her boy... Well, Birdie's boyfriend is moving in with her. Yeah, I, 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 we'll get into that in, in the recap. But what influences did you see, like, right away? Obviously, besides BoJack. Mm. Did this feel like anything else to you? To me, I, I think with, like, the way that, with the songs that were, like, in her place and stuff, like, the, the made-up songs, it felt like a children's show mm. to me. Like a Blue's Clues episode. Kind well, we of. should start off. What were your general first thoughts? You, you didn't like it the first time. Well, let me say that, though. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't like it the first time. We watched it this twice, This is the second the time way. we watch it. Yeah. First time around, I didn't like it very much. This time, I like it more. I think because I was actually paying attention. So the first time we were watching it, we watched it as background noise. This time around, I feel like I was paying more attention to it. And I really was able to see the nuance in yeah. the animation. Because the animation is very like dynamic. Or just the details. Yeah. I don't know if nuance is the right word for that. Yeah, but this time around, I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. The first I don't, time I, I think it. that you, I think from from watching it with you, though, I think you're a bigger fan than I am. And because you know me, you know that shows like this are not the kinds of shows that I gravitate to. Yeah. But I might make you feel bad by what I say. I mean, not like I'm trying to make you feel bad, but I've felt bad as I was watching it. And I like going back on my original thoughts from the first watch. When I first watched it, I thought it was kind of like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like I didn't, I didn't care for it. But that's because I wasn't like, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of audiences who or most of the people who watched this were expecting BoJack, kind of like a serious comedy drama thing going. But it was just straight up slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't prepared for that. I think, and I, I was, I, I was like, this isn't great. But then I watch it again. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like this is like I get it now. Like it's supposed to be just like this silly slapstick, ridiculous show about two women. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is like a good feat. Like it's two women of color voicing these two characters, and they're just kind of having fun on screen. Actually, so, all the main cast 
is they're all people of color. They're all people of color, except for the creator. <laughs> but but she's a woman. But yeah, so, so that makes it okay. Mm-hmm. She's Diversity. basically she's Diversity. basically black. <laughs> so yeah, so this time around, I, I just felt a lot less judgy and kind of like, oh, this is a lot of fun instead of like. Yeah, I think the first time that. we watched it, we were in the wrong headspace. For I it. think so, and I, I mean, I kind of blame myself in some ways, but I also kind of blame BoJack because BoJack is so it's funny, but like the drama beats are, I think they hit a lot higher yeah. than any of the comedy beats. So it's character, uh, it's character driven, narrative driven. I think so. No, for sure. It's it's like a overarch or it's a what is it called? Overarching narrative. It's a serial, C- C- uh, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like a, a long form. Yeah, narrative. Or yeah, long form narrative. Doesn't matter. So the show that I obviously thought of was Broad City. It's essentially the best parts of Broad City mm-hmm. in animated form and with like hilarious music because i mean one of the best parts of broad city is like these ridiculous gags that they have of like i mean i don't know when they were chasing the little kid with the the sugar bowl the sugar bowl or like the the ashes of of the boyfriend it just seemed very broad city of them like running in the city and she Mm. like throws something to like catch her it's very very slapstick very ridiculous but it works because it's it's just i don't know it's kind of funny and then the music, like kind of like that mimetic humor music, mm-hmm. reminded me of Bill Wirtz, the History of Japan guy, mm-hmm. who would just like add like yeah. little drum rolls or like little guitar riffs at random moments, and it kind of made it feel more electric. And when I watched it the first time, Tiffany Haddish was kind of grating. Like I didn't, I think it's because I'm fatigued by Tiffany Haddish, or I think most people are fatigued by her. But I watching, think, it I think this time most around, people is. A generalization. You don't think people are fatigued by her? I think we're fatigued by her. I think people generally still like her. Nah. I mean, like the normal populace. Like I'm thinking about like my coworkers, my new coworkers. Like they'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, she's so hilarious." Yeah, but she's like, she had the trajectory of comedians who do any comedy instead of like going like the art route. Like yeah. she didn't do. She didn't do, like, I, this is going to suck because I'm comparing it to men, obviously. But she didn't do, like, you know, the Bo Barnum thing where, like, she wanted to be an artist first instead of, like, wanting to get noticed the quickest. And she did the Kevin She did the Kevin Hart route. She did, yeah, Kevin Hart or fucking Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Any of the big comedians. Like, yeah, so, of course, I got fatigued by her. Same thing with Amy Schumer. It's just one of those things where she was everywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Her brand of comedy, I think, fits really well with this. Todd from BoJack, one of the things that worked for me for him was the fact that he was no longer Jesse Pinkman. He was kind of like this, you know, like the very voice actor. eclectic. As a voice actor, he was very eclectic instead of like doing the African-American vernacular thing where he was just like, yo, bitch, kind of thing. He went to just kind of like a weird white dude. And that was a nice break for me. But Tiffany Haddish isn't so much different from her regular routine. Like, she still has that same energy, except the material is different. She's not, like, talking about, you know, being from South Central, Mm. talking about whatever thing that she's talking about. They kind of utilize her humor and channel it 
into this character, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this. So free they use spirit. they channeled her. I want to say it's frenetic. Like it's just like out of like it's just a lot. Like it's like all over the place. It's like off the walls, just like energy and enthusiasm, right? But I think that that's where I think Todd might have been an odd fit for Aaron Paul because his previous work. This is something that he's playing against type, I think, mm-hmm. in, as as Todd. But in this, I feel like, I mean, they might have had her in mind when they were pitching the show. It felt like they very this character was kind of made for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she again, it's, it reminds me a lot of Broad City. So in that analogy, she would be like Alana, kind of like the crazy bombastic mm-hmm. one. And then Birdie is more Abby. Where the straight, the straight woman, exactly to her, but. I mean, in some ways, I think it's 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 kind of like the successor because Broad City ended with them kind of going their separate ways, and this kind of picks up in that where like they're essentially mm-hmm. going their separate ways, and that's the beginning of the show. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about is how does this measure up to BoJack for you? And they're completely different shows. Like, is it even fair to compare the two? I think it's unfair to compare it. Yeah, I think so too. They're completely different. Like I, I just said. At the beginning, it reminded me of, like, a grown-up Blue's Clues, where it's, like, there's, like, fun little songs, and, you know, like, who, like, we have to go find this thing, and, like, we're friends, and, like, Tiffany Haddish narrates everything she does, like, like they do in Blue's Clues. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a pretty good way of describing it, an adult Blue's Clues. I mean, or an adult, like, children's show. But I don't know. I, I think that it's it's deeper than that for me. I, I really liked that it was kind of about nothing. Like, I think it captured the magic I used to feel when, like, I would just watch a cartoon show. Mm-hmm. But if, I mean, obviously it's a cartoon show for adults, but it didn't feel like, you know, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like, and maybe this is a wrong assumption, but it feels like a show that you would like because it's kind of wholesome. Yeah, and like, that's what I mean by, like, children's show. Like, at the end, we learned a lesson. Like, we the lesson we learned is, like, we have to communicate with your partner. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's such a huge break from BoJack. Because BoJack held nothing sacred. Like, there was no morals. There was barely any, like, it was, we latched on to a depressed ex-superstar. And this one is just, like, fun, fun, fun all the way. It, it it didn't want to deal with any of, like, the heaviness. I think mm-hmm. it wanted to completely differentiate itself and go back to kind of, like... It tried to capture the fun of animation again instead of, like, trying to be down. And I think even though that, it, it you know, it's a lot of fun, it is kind of dirty at points. Like, But it didn't feel, like, vulgar to me, mm-hmm. necessarily. Like, they obviously show, like, a lot of tits and... They show like phallic, phallic imagery, but it felt like a lot of fun to me. It felt like there was a lot of moving components that elevated it for me. Like the the score, I'm not sure how how much Reggie Watts is involved, but it felt like a Reggie Watts one man show or like Reggie Watts composing something because it's it was very like funky. It was very like instrument driven there was like you know those like viral videos where they or i guess they aren't completely viral but 
those videos where they kind of add a soundtrack with instruments to a video like just kind of play the drums or play the piano and just kind of make your own soundtrack mm. that was kind of the rhythm that they were going for with that the music helped create like again those songs that you mentioned were she would just kind of go into dance that felt like one of those things where like someone just oh let me just add like a few keys real quick just mm-hmm. to kind of spruce things up yeah like she was narrating like tuka's character narrated everything she did and that's what made it feel like like blues clues like in blues clues are like you know like blues clues blues clues blues clues or we just got what is it like we just got mail or something they had like a song about mail we just got a message we just got a message yeah isn't that that's how it goes yeah i think so i mean i, I agree with, like i don't that. disagree with you i just think i mean i think it's like, eh, no i think it's fair <laughs> i've already said that it's a fair analogy let's move on <laughs> So, but I like their relationship. We can talk about their relationship, like as friends. Yeah, I I think comparing it to Broad City is a good is a good comparison. Uh, I actually think that they're better friends than Abby and Ilana were in Broad City. Really? Yeah, there's a, I there were some moments with Broad City where I felt like both Abby and Ilana were very callous with each other. Like they kind of just like. There, were, I don't know. I can't like think I of. Feel, specific I feel like examples. it's kind of it's kind of one sided friendship. I feel like Alana loved Abby more than Abby loved Alana, like unhealthily. Yes, but also like I think they always kind of like ended up looking out for themselves. Hmm. Like they were kind of selfish. But in I, their think, own I way. think Tuka is just as selfish. Yeah, but I don't know. There was like there was, like the moment where. Uh, they were at the pastry shop and like Tuka is trying to like kind of pump up Birdie. Birdie into making the pastries. Like she's like giving her like a little pep talk in like a Tuka way. And that really shows her friendship. And even though like she put her out there in the first place, like like Ilana would to Abby, if I don't know, there it felt like almost like like intimate. Like, mm. oh, like they're actually like they're friends and like this is how she pumps her up. Like, she's putting her in this awkward situation, yes, but in an effort to, like, get her out of her shell. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, more po- more rein- positive reinforcement. Mm. And that's what illustrated their friendship to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a, you yeah, know I the... think that's fair. I, I just, I think that the Broad City friendship was pretty strong. Like, I never denied that they were good friends. Like, it never felt like that to me. But I, I mean, I, I would agree that I do think that these characters seem a lot closer. And I think it has to do with age. Like, the characters in Broad City were mid to late 20s. These are like 30s, where they've already had it's, it. Imply, I think it's implied that they've had a friendship for such a long time. And I mean, I think that they understand each other a lot better because they know the kind of people that they are at this mm-hmm. point. So yeah, I think I think you're right that they do seem closer. But I think in that way, I think it's kind of a spiritual successor to Broad City, where it doesn't have any of the politics that. Yeah, I mean, Broad also City. like Broad City to you is a touchy subject because you're a big fan, and I yeah. feel like you've reacted interestingly to criticism. How so? 
Explain. I mean, to the you audience. you listen to criticism and you acknowledge the criticism behind it, but you're still like a stan. Like you're still a stan. I still think it's a great show. <laughs> I think it had its flaws. Yeah, of course. And but I, I mean, think I, th- those I think flaws are kind of hard to overlook a lot of the times for me. I didn't watch every single episode. You watched every single. Yeah, I watched episode. every single episode because I didn't think the humor hit as hard for me as it did for you. But that's because you don't like that kind of humor. And I know you hate when I say that. Yeah, because you're saying like, it's, it's okay, you don't get it. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying. And you know that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're not into like the weird stuff. It's one of those things that you and I have gone over back and forth with. But like the uh, Eric Andre is like the easiest one to throw out there. That type of humor, Eric Andre, you know, fucking curb your enthusiasm. It's always sunny. Like the terrible people thing. It's hard for you to latch onto that. And I feel like Broad City at its core is that. But it tried to have politics injected into it. Which is one of the things that those shows avoid a lot. Like it's it's, a, it's kind of unheard of for, you know, like Curb Your Enthusiasm to be like, yeah, vote for Hillary. It's just, it's just kind of weird. But I think that the good parts of Broad City kind of outweigh the bad. But I am also a person who really likes girls, and I won't deny it. Like, I I actually really like that show. What I wanted to say more than anything was, like, I think people go after Broad City in a way that's unfair to other shows that had politics in it. Like, Parks and Rec had, like, a whole Joe Biden bit. Like, there's a whole, there's a lot of shows that inject their politics into it and just kind of get away with it unscathed or enough time has passed where people just don't care about it. And I get it. Like it's, it's two white girls in New York acting stupid, being problematic at times, but I still had a lot of fun watching it. And I think ultimately that's what the show was to me. It was just a show about two friends having fun. And I think this show is even like a more refined version of it where it's kind of boiled down into just the fun, no politics, just kind of ridiculous slapstick humor. Yeah, and I think the fact that it's animated and it's in a completely different world than our own really complements, like, take removing politics from it. Yeah. I think one of the things that really stood out to me, and, I mean, I, I love animation, but, like, the way they use animation was a lot of fun the like little pauses or like the pauses on screen where they would kind of explain what every person was mm-hmm. kind of like what they did in Scott Pilgrim. That was a whole lot of fun. Cause that's used like animation isn't always used in that way. It's dynamic. It's all. Yeah. It's always fun to see people use the form differently. Mm-hmm. And I love like all the details you could see. I mean, I think that's one of the things that animation affords you is you get to like, put in so many extra little Mis- details and shit like that yeah but for me this show felt like I-, I felt like it was another success in animation for netflix which at this point they've got a few and it's just i don't know i i, I felt kind of like a curmudgeon i felt like i was i was i'm judging myself at this point i'm judging my 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 past self who didn't like the watching it the first time i'm judging myself then because there's no reason to really dislike the show unless you don't like fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I think 
Well, I don't think I like. I I think you liked it more than I liked it. I still think that Tuka's character is a little too too much. It's a little grating. Like you don't have to make a song for everything you do. You know, but that's that's a personal thing for me. I feel like I've always identified more with the straight woman, straight person in in the comedy duo. You know, like this I've never really identified with like the the silly outlandish one. I've only ever identified with with the Abby in this situation. And it's also I think for me it's also because I don't like being put in those situations. Mm. You know, so it's always like the outlandish friend that like puts the straight character, like the straight what's another way of saying straight? The the, yeah, the, the serious sh- person, you know, like the straight person, straight man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's yeah. a fair that's way fine. of describing okay. it. Yeah, it's always like the outlandish character the outlandish friend that puts the straight person in like in these awkward situations and i you already know that i hate cringe humor i hate like those awkward situations and so it's very very hard for me to watch those situations i feel like but because it avoids cringe yeah because it's animation like it i think that it avoids the cringe component so i think i enjoyed it but i still didn't like her character. I still wanted more Birdie. I think that it kind of needed to be like that for the first episode. You kind of have to... I don't know. The way I think about it, first episodes, is you kind of have to give a little more of that character in order to really sell it for the first episode. So, I don't think it was it was as grating for me. And that's surprising because I'm not the biggest Tiffany Haddish fan. And I thought that the, it was... A good use of her style and her humor in a character that's kind of wacky. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, though, I liked it. I liked it because there was a message in the end. You know, in the epi- this whole episode is about boundaries, right? Yeah. And friendship boundaries, relationship boundaries. Which is a, kind of a theme we've been seeing lately. We saw in Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, the second record album was essentially about, like, friendship boundaries. Friendship boundaries and being a good friend. Yeah. This one, too. Like, it's about being a good friend. I think all of Broad City is about boundaries. Yeah. The the last season was all about boundaries. Yeah. No, I just think the whole show. (laughs) Like, Alana just gives too much all the time. Since Mm. the first episode. She's literally fucking someone. She has no boundaries. Yeah. That's a kind of a modern thing now i mean it's also in the pretty not pretty little lives big little lives yeah boundaries in that too why is it why is it that women have to have certain boundaries men have to have no well i'm actually watching fleabag and also also boundaries with men too interesting yeah i mean it's I think. I mean, what do you think it says about our culture that? Like, I think people don't understand boundaries. I mean, I think it's it's kind of like a whole new world now. Michelle, add the clip of a whole new world. No, the, the movie, a- the movie, a whole new world. What's the movie? Uh, Jasmine movie, <laughs> Aladdin. Aladdin. No, it's terrible. Aladdin Jasmine movie. That's so cheesy. Don't do that, please. Michelle, if you don't, don't do, that. do that, you lose your job. It's because you pay her so much. All of them. <laughs> Um, also, congrats, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, why are we talking? Oh, Michelle, how are you doing in here <laughs> in this house next to us? But 
You're in the room Fuck, with I us now. I lost my fucking train of thought. A whole new world. Boundaries. Yeah, I think it's a whole new world with social media. I mean, I think Black Mirror is arguably, arguably about arguably. ban boundaries. <laughs> fucking shite, man. I think Black Mirror is argu- arguably about... No, I'm not going to fucking redo it. At least laugh into the mic. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I think that show is about boundaries. No, you got to repeat it. No. That's what, what it show? Is. What show are Black you talking Mirror. about? Black Mirror is essentially about boundaries. Essentially. There you go. And arguably. Words. Arguably, essentially. Mm-hmm. All right, so what would you rate it? I'd rate it a 3.5. That's pretty low. Is it? A yeah. Four? Okay, I'll rate it a four. No, don't, I'm not. Don't be pressured. 3.5, four. Stand up for yourself. I just don't think I'm going to continue watching it. Oh, wow. So I can watch it without you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, if I do watch it, it's something in the background. I'm not putting a lot of like. Yeah. It's also. work into this. I think that it was. A, I don't know. I just had so much fun with it the second time around. Mm. And I feel like. We didn't even discuss Steven Yoon's character. I mean, there wasn't much there. Yeah, there wasn't much there. But. But the gags are so good with him. I think at the end, though, I think it was like he drove it home. He drove the message home. Yeah. And like communicating with one. Like, yes, it's obviously about Tuka and Birdie and their relationship. And now, like, they are in a new stage in their relationship as friends. They're no longer roommates. Her Brady's relationship is getting more serious with her boyfriend. They're growing up a little bit more. But, like, at the end of the day, they ca- uh, she came back to her boyfriend. And he was able to communicate with her what he was feeling. Yeah. And I think that's really important, too. That was a really sweet moment. I mean, mm-hmm. it hit for us because, obviously, we just moved into an apartment. But, you know, we don't love each other. So... For me, there's no love here. I think the fun kind of took over everything, so I I liked it a lot. I I'd give it a four. Like it's like the hate that came with like Girl Strip. He's like, how could you hate just a bunch of women just kind of having fun? And it's the same thing. Like how could you hate two women just kind of having fun? On I love Girl Strip. But you get what I mean, though, right? Like it's kind of that slander of like, you know, like the like. Talking shit about the movie on certain levels, like maybe even like technical levels or like it's not serious, like things like that is missing the point. And I think that's the kind of my experience with the show is I was just like, it's dumb. But then I was like, wait, I'm missing the point. And I got I got it the second time. So it was a lot of it was a a lot more enjoyable the second time. What city do you think they're in? What what vibe? Of the animation, the city, like what, what vibe did it give you? Uh, New Bird City, New Birdsy. That's all, folks. Thank you for joining us Los... on another episode of Pilot Boys. Los Birdulous. I don't know. What do you think? It reminded me of uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. So, what? How long do you see it going for? I can see it going for a few seasons. In the wake of BoJack. What about BoJack? Was it canceled? No, it wasn't. Five seasons? Five seasons? It's kind of long, no? I don't know how long the season is. But, like, if they're, like, short little, like, 
like six, seven episodes a season. I could see it going for five seasons. I feel like that might work against the show. Like the weirdness of the show might work against it. So what? Because I don't think there's many shows now. I mean, I think Kimmy was the last kind of weird show, humor show, that Netflix has kind of put out. Mm. Like, I mean, there's the rest of development, but again, that's IP. I can't think of many of the weird shows. I mean, BoJack is kind of weird, but it's also not. Like, it's very grounded. Mm-hmm. This this is just kind of like off the rails. I don't know. I think that might work against it. Like, I think it'll be... It'll do well with people. You like, think they're trying to compete with, like, Adult Swim? No. I don't think they can. There's no way they can. Adult Swim. This is Adult Swim. They have, like, they've cornered that market. Yeah, but do you think this is an answer to that? Like, this I think Bojack and Bojack, is. you know, are an answer to Adult Swim for them? Well, I think Bojack made it before, like, Adult Swim's current renaissance because i think eric andre's show didn't hit until like season three but rick and morty didn't hit until a couple years ago Mm -hmm. maybe a year ago two ago maybe two years ago but i think that that's that's their main show now like i don't think adult swim has that many draws as much as they used to so i think i don't think they can compete in terms of like quality because Adult Swim shows never really do crazy numbers unless they were like a big show. But they haven't had a big show in a while. But Rick and Morty is that for them now. That's like their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think Netflix is doing well in animation. Big Mouth is good. BoJack is good. Or something else. And it's also like a diversity of stories. Yeah. Like, well, I feel that more people are putting more studios are putting stock into storytelling through animation like who i'm just thinking of netflix really and adult swim and at least in rick and morty i don't know i just i don't think this i disagree because i think that animation just like martial arts has always been around no like it has its has a place but it's very very relegated to like very few and only a few people get to make it because mm. it's a lot harder to make animation than it is anything else yeah so i think that well i just i feel like i'm seeing more story like a diversity of stories in like of, of animated stories at least like big mouth mm-hmm. that's different and odd yeah or like a coming of age story rick and morty is also weird and it's relatively new. Bojack, Tuka and Birdie, now. I don't think Tuka fits into that. Those... I mean, like, if this were, if this is Netflix's answer to Broad City, like a show like Broad City. Yeah. You know? But I don't think, I think Tuka gets away from what those shows you, you mentioned are trying to do. Except for Big Mouth. But, like, they're different. You but, know? like, if, like there, were, if there were two titans of, like, good animation... Bojack and Rick and Morty, those shows are very similar in that they're kind of grounded in like these character relationships versus Tuke and Brady is just, it's just ridiculous. Like it's just fun. Mm. But I think, like, I, I don't think that you need to watch each episode in order to get the scope of Tuke and Brady versus Rick and Morty. 
if you watch the whole thing, you get the overarching narrative of Rick Sanchez and the family. Same thing with BoJack. You can't just watch one new episode without watching the rest because it's a, it's a serialized show. Mm-hmm. Tug and Brady just seems kind of each episode is its own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Big Mouth is kind of serialized, but it's very but that's loose. A, uh, that's not necessarily what I want to say, though. I'm saying that like we're seeing more like different stories through animation. Mm. Not necessarily like the format of the narrative like what you've just mentioned it's more that we're seeing like a bunch of different because it's not just the simpsons and family guy anymore you know yeah but i i don't know i disagree because i think that that well i don't disagree but i think that what you're saying is part of my point in that we are seeing news story like animation is the new frontier as you said but in that way that I mentioned, where like they're telling very serious stories through animation, and I don't think that this show falls in line with that. But I do think that it is a byproduct of a good time for animation. Also, I hear a Gretzko is pretty good too. Like Gretzko, the little Sanrio show. The who? The Hello Kitty makers oh yeah i've heard of that i heard that it's like it's actually pretty good but it's it's like little like little 15 minute tidbits mm. but like, i hear it's really good and i think netflix has yeah but I, th- I think what you're addressing is that this is kind of like the new wave of animation is that what you're trying to get at sure because I, I mean yeah i think bringing up family guy and what was the other one the Simpsons? Simpsons, South Park. like Those are kind of like the old guard. I think the new wave and like the leaders of that new wave, for me at least, are the ones that are at the top. Rick and Morty and Bojack. And I think shows like this, uh, Big Mouth, different shows that like Archer, those shows are kind of... Well, Archer's been around now for yeah, a while. Yeah, but those shows are, are kind of holding that flag up and being innovative in ways that those shows haven't been in a while mm-hmm. and simply by the by the virtue of them hiring diverse casts and diverse writing rooms but also just it's just good storytelling yeah we can leave it at that anything else my lord no i think that's it all right i'm ready peace. to go to sleep hell yeah we outie peace Bye. <laughs>